0: time for VidPow tube talk everyone's favorite podcast for video marketing tips brought to you by VidPow.
1: my name is dane golden from hey.com and today we have brie brower here welcome brie
0: thank you thanks for having me
1: and if you and if you know youtube you know brie from the many publications she's been in about youtube and she's a She's a pro B2B writer in the online video industry. Does that sort of describe what you do?
0: It does. I definitely try to help as many of the digital media and online video companies out there um, tell their stories through, ironically, um, mostly uh, non-video means. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, angle.
1: You're talking about video, but you're writing it.
0: Yes, okay. exactly.
1: And you wrote this article recently for YouTuber magazine called How YouTube Creators Can Use Content Marketing to Make Money. So so it, it seems like this is one of those worlds collide situations here where you're taking YouTube creators on the one hand, who are mostly people would perceive about, you know, advertising or sponsorship dollars when when they're making money. But then you're putting content marketing and you're bringing that, which is more of a, a B2B term, not always. Sometimes it's B2C. You're bringing that together and saying, YouTube creators, you can use these content marketing principles. Is that accurate? Am I describing that right?
0: Yes. And actually, the idea behind creators using content marketing is really – I mean, as you probably know, as some, as many of the listeners probably know, content marketing is a fairly – Old concept, you know, putting out content that changes the behaviors of your audience, makes them trust you, makes them see you as an expert. That's been around for a while, but YouTubers ha- have consistently really relied on the, like you said, the advertising model. But because of a lot of the changes over the last few years, like, for example, like Vine shutting down and Viners not having, you know, a platform anymore. And then, of course, the adpocalypse with YouTube creators are starting to be like, oh, you know, maybe I should actually not. 100% rely on advertising revenue. So, really, content marketing is probably the best way to to do that, to reach audiences and start earning
1: money back. And, and and I can think of frankly I can think of three people in my arena which is, you know, just helping companies use YouTube that they may not call you may not think of them as being content marketers, but in fact their videos are sort of lost leaders that do get them sales. Uh, Tim Schmoyer is the most clear example of, of video creators on YouTube. He's, he gives you know incredible tips, but he makes a lot of money from selling his books. So right. he, he's a book business that looks like a YouTube channel.
0: Right. Yes, um, exactly.
1: And Daryl Eves... He is an agency that looks like a YouTube channel. And uh, the guys over at, at Video Influencers, Sean and Benji, for instance, give great tips. But they are consultants as well and do a lot of production. So sometimes you, people may not be really hard-selling what their bigger money earner is. But they just may say at the end, hey, if you want to find out more visit me here. It's a very soft sell. What do you think about the soft sell?
0: I believe, and this is, this is why I actually have my own business. It's one of the missions and I I shouldn't say missions. It's one of my biggest pet peeves (laughs) in my business is I firmly believe in the power of storytelling and the power of not selling hard, but selling softly over time. Uh, Because I believe that builds your trust and reputation uh, with your audience. And so that's why I firmly believe content marketing is important for businesses to put in. Like there will always be advertising in some form or another. There has been for, you know, millennia. But if you consistently try to sell hard, people will not respond to that. Um, They might at first. But then if you keep pushing and pushing, pushing, it's essentially kind of like you know, an annoying relative that keeps calling you and you don't want to talk to them. <laughs> so, yes, that's I, I think soft selling in the form of content marketing is one of the best things any brand, creator or business could do for themselves. And unfortunately, not a lot of them are utilizing it.
1: Well, let's let's um, go a little deeper into the term content marketing. It, I always hear it referred to most people say blogs when they're really talking about content marketing, sometimes podcasts like this one. But what is, how would you sum up what content marketing is generally?
0: Sure. I actually would call content marketing any type of content that is created by a brand, a business, a creator, an entity to build up their reputation with their audience educate them about their industry, and then eventually change their behaviors as the ultimate goal. That obviously means that hopefully in the future, once you give them enough information and they love it and they trust you, they'll stop buying from your competitor and start buying from you. So that's how I would define content marketing. And if anyone wants to look up other definitions, I always point people to contentmarketinginstitute.com that uh, Joe Paluzzi runs that he's been around for forever in the content marketing world and that's essentially his definition as well but that is the best way to describe content marketing
1: so let's think about that in in reference to video so a lot of brands for instance and that's my perspective mostly they're they might put a few videos up on YouTube, maybe spend a lot of money in production and paid media and and not get the traction that they were expecting and say, well, you know what? YouTube doesn't work. I don't get it. I know it's got a lot of cool YouTubers. Maybe they aren't following these rules. Maybe they are just saying, hey, look at this great video about our company why, is, why are we not getting views and conversions and <laughs> lead generation?
0: Sure. Well, obviously, there's a lot that goes into that, right? Like analytics-wise, did they actually target the right people? But really from a content marketing standpoint, they're looking at it the entirely wrong way. What they should be asking themselves is, you know, is is the message on point? Is it match up with our brand's messaging, with our goals, our missions? Does it resonate with our audience that we understand from our research? Um, And then also they're just looking at it in such a short-term way when they're like, oh, we didn't get any, that many views or, or, you know, leads or anything. That obviously those help, towards getting more recognition for your brand and more sales and stuff. However, with content marketing, the goal is to tell your story. You can't just tell a story really quickly and suddenly expect everyone to be in love with you. For the most part, you have to – it's almost like dating. You really have to date your audience, uh, and that takes a while. That that can't happen overnight, and you just would expect them to suddenly want to buy from you. So that that's definitely – you know, that's that's the mentality you have to take when you look at content marketing, especially in terms of video. You can't just expect one video to be an overnight success. I think, unfortunately, brands seem to think viral is just around the corner for them every single time they post a video.
1: Right. Right. So um, the idea is to make it. Um, and I took this out of your uh, post. Valuable, relevant and consistent Yes. So what's valuable is something, hey, someone is, you know, interested in buying from my company, thus I need to put a whole bunch of videos saying how awesome my company is. Is that content marketing?
0: That sounds more like advertising. <laughs> so
1: what's because valuable? Like I think sure. I think of valuable and, and I'm sort of being coy with my questions. I think of course you, you and I are, <laughs> are both on the same page, but I'm but I'm leading you through because i I really believe in how to type of content sure is that so, content marketing
0: Yes, that's what i would I would call most how to content content marketing obviously it depends on how it's presented and and written or or created and such. However, as an example I was going to bring up is I just read about this company and unfortunately, I don't remember their name, but they were they're a pool building company mm-hmm. and when they stopped essentially advertising in in a sense telling their audiences we build pools here's how awesome we are when they stopped saying that and took the content marketing angle with their videos and their materials on their website and that they put out on social media when they took the angle of being educators or how-to people, saying we are the best educational company about uh, how to build pools, why why pools can help with you know fun family time, they educated p- their potential customers about uh, their industry and not just about their industry, but also about how pools and getting a pool installed in your ha- in your house, you know, helps helps the the homeowner essentially.
1: Right. What I don't hear from you is how their company does it. What I hear from you is wh- what the industry is about. So that's, that's probably a B2C type of thing, and it can be B2C or B2B. Yes. But, but yeah. what's the difference between telling somebody how to do things related to your individual product versus the industry as a whole?
0: When you talk about your industry as a whole, and this is pro- this is in my opinion a little more useful for B two B content marketing. But when you tell people about your industry as a whole, it sets you up as an ex- uh, thought leader and mm-hmm. expert. And so, if you prove that you know not just your business but the entire industry, you look a lot more trustworthy and like mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. So that's that's definitely. I think more important in B2B, but you know, if you can prove that you know your industry, a lot of B2C uh, companies can also work with that.
1: Let me ask you this, because I've been sort of um, testing out this language, and I don't know if it's accurate or not. But I tell people that content marketing for B2B on YouTube, which is my platform of choice, is is helping people do their job better. If you're helping the viewers do their job better, then you will get people coming back week after week to learn new things. So if yes. you help them, if it's accounting software you're selling, very boring. Who, wants, who cares about accounting software? But if you taught people how to manage their money with a different tip every week, people want to know that. And then when it comes time to buy new software, hey, I'm interested. Right. Or, or, or it could be even more tangential. Uh, for like b to b to c um, for instance, if you sell soccer balls, right mm-hmm. now, do I really want to know as a customer what the stitching is all about and how many gallons of air it can hold i, I don 't I know what a soccer ball is, <laughs> but what if someone did a channel where because there's so many kids uh playing soccer? Um, what if they did a channel about how to coach soccer, or how to run drills, or how your kid can be better, or um, how to be the mom that runs the pizza party after the pe- after the soccer game? Mm-hmm. You know yep. that really would draw in people, and then they're like, "Oh yeah," and it's Spalding soccer balls. And they're like, "Oh yeah, Spalding. We should get one of those next time." Right. Yeah. Um, so you've you've showed your expertise, and it doesn't necessarily have to. I feel it doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to your product, but it has to be close.
0: Yeah, it should be pretty close. I mean, obviously, there's there's kind of this argument online that you should just kind of be yourself when you're you, when you're doing content marketing. But if you are talking about something completely unrelated to your industry on a consistent basis. Once or twice telling your audience that you're eating a ham sandwich for lunch today is fine, <laughs> but consistently doing that means you're not, again, staying on message and on point with your brand's you know, mission and, and, and messaging. So that's what you kind of have to keep in mind when you're doing content marketing, either B2B or B2C. Is literally just ask yourself every time you're you're thinking of creating a, some a piece of content or a video is is this on point with my brand's messaging? Is this something that I want my audience to to know and understand?
1: How can uh, I have no idea what your answer is going to be on this? But <laughs> how can a YouTuber be more like a brand, and a brand be more like a YouTuber?
0: Actually, I think that's that's a good really good question. And there's actually been a lot of speculation about that, I believe, in the last couple of years. For starters, let's let's talk about the YouTuber being more like a brand. I think a lot more YouTubers are becoming aware of that angle, especially like I mentioned before, because of the adpocalypse. They're trying to understand how to run Some of them, at least, are trying to understand how to run their channels more like a business or a brand now instead of just as, you know, a hobby. So – they need to start looking personally. I believe they need to start looking at more business practices, like study, do, do case read case studies as to why certain brands are doing so well selling, uh, with their content marketing, with their video, why do they connect with their audiences? So essentially YouTubers need to become more businesslike, but on the flip side, brands actually need to become a little bit more, uh, influencer and to, to, put it nicely they need to be more like real people (laughs) Uh, brands always you know want to work with influencers because their influencers are the ones who connect with the audience well if brands want to be connecting with their audiences then they just need to take lessons from the youtubers like why are the youtubers so, so successful what kind of terminology do they use that connects with their audiences you know because for example pewdiepie always has the bro fist like that's his that's his term if brands start using those kinds of 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 tricks and and elements in their marketing then they'll they won't have to necessarily continually reach out to influencers they might become an influencer or youtuber of sort themselves
1: and and uh just for the uh people coming from the the side that may not know what the adpocalypse is. Could you sum it up in a sentence?
0: Yeah. Oh, in a sentence? A paragraph. (laughs) Sure. Brands, Some brands in, I believe, the UK first noticed uh, earlier this year in 2017 that their ads were showing or running against extremist uh, violent content on YouTube, and they pulled their advertising from YouTube. And consequently, a lot of creators' revenues were affected by this. And YouTube is still trying to deal with the repercussions of it and figure out how to avoid advertisers' videos running against, uh, poorly thought out or improper content and where the line crosses there with creators and how they deserve to get paid.
1: But there's a lot of content that is very innocuous that is also yes. losing revenue for yes, creators. Like, um,
0: yeah, like there are some channels that I've heard of that, you, you know, there were st- There were rumors and rumblings and complaints of certain videos on certain channels, like with creators coming out and talking about their homosexuality or their sexuality, you know, um, of choice. They apparently their videos were not chosen to have ads run against. So it's been a big struggle for YouTube to figure out, okay, what's okay for, you know, creators to talk about what's considered, quote unquote, brand friendly um and it's also been kind of a learning i well i would hope a learning point for brands to well, to yeah understand what it's okay to talk about or not
1: well i mean it has it, been a there's been a broad range of videos that are very plain uh, at At vidcon uh, there was a um uh the folks at Jukin Media were talking about how some videos about dogs talking to each other or birds flying around uh, were banned because of, like, a bad keyword.
0: Yeah. So, oh, yeah.
1: So there's all sorts, of, all sorts of things. And it's basically the task they have is quantifying and tabulating all video shot by anyone any, every, anywhere on Earth and determining if that is appropriate or not, which is not easy.
0: That's monumentous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, so, but back to content marketing, what's the difference between content marketing for blog for blogs and content marketing for, let's say, YouTube? What is the are, difference? Are you talking
0: about blogs as content marketing?
1: Well, blogs that are, con- I, well, I, when I think of, Blogs. I really do am talking about company blogs that are p- promoting, from my perspective, a B two B, and sure. those tend to be, if they're doing it well, I see them. Well, I see them as like eighty percent about the industry and twenty percent about them. But I don't think that most brands are doing that on YouTube.
0: Right. Right. So. So should post- they? pose that question again in terms well,
1: of youtube from from content marketing perspective
0: mm-hmm.
1: content marketing blogs versus content marketing on youtube on youtube what's the diff you know like should if if you were doing it right how are they related
0: Well, if you're doing it right, both should really be part of your overall content marketing strategy, right? You should be using a YouTube channel to not just, you know, grow your channel, but to drive people to your website or to your products or to another video. Blogs, your blog is essentially going to be doing the same thing. Like you want people to keep coming back, you want them to keep reading it, you want them to buy your product, you want them to recommend you to their friends and family. So both should really be part of your content marketing strategy. The difference obviously is in the format and the presentation your readers are going to prefer something different than, you know, audiences on YouTube are. And obviously that's a difference between visual content and then written content. Some people just like written content and they might like it to be 500 words. They might like it to be 2000 words. Um, For video, that can completely, you know, change depending on your audience as well. There's um, companies that will make full-length documentaries or short films, right? And they'll put those on YouTube and their audiences love it. Other brands just need shorter videos explaining one or two things about maybe some news in the industry. And that only needs to be three minutes. So the difference between content marketing, you know, with blogs for businesses and content marketing for, for – uh, on. YouTube with videos is essentially just the format and understanding your audience and what they want to see on both platforms and what works best for you on both platforms.
1: Well, Brie Brower, you've given us a lot to thinking about today.
0: (laughs) I hope so. I think that's good.
1: (laughs) And we're going to we're going to keep thinking about it. How can people find you and your services, Brie?
0: Sure. I. They can just go to my website. It is my name, briebrouwer.com. And Brouwer is Dutch, so it's spelled differently than you might think. <laughs> it is B-R-O-U-W-E-R. So that's com.
1: Okay. And my name is Dane Golden from Hay.com. At Hay.com, we help businesses, particularly B2B, with our content marketing strategies on YouTube. So a great topic for us today. Uh, you can find me at Dane Golden everywhere or hey.com. Very interesting, Brie Brower. Oh, don't forget Jeremy Vest. Follow him at VidPow, bam, on Twitter, VidPow.com. Uh, they do excellent brand management of channels. They do shareable videos. Great company, VidPow. Jeremy's uh, and- great. Jeremy is great. <laughs> and everyone else on his team, Hello. Uh, until next week, keep talking Tube.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Tube Talk. Want to help grow Tube Talk? Please share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Questions? Comments? Email them to us at tubetalk at vidpow.com.